0: Hello, and welcome to another fabulous, informational, power-packed episode on Ready, Set Real Estate. But wait, before you jump into that, I wanted to invite you to our free monthly real estate classes that we are having fourth Saturday of each month. And yes, that means you missed probably January's class and February's class if you're not on my list. So please be sure to subscribe, to my list lasuperagent.com type in your email in the subscribe so I can make sure you get the invitation if not go directly to our calendar at bit.ly slash real estate class 2021 that's bit.ly slash real estate class 2021 all right that's it for now and enjoy the show Phenomenal planet, where have you been all my life? Where have you been all my life? Okay. I miss this. Don't you miss this? I have to reach out to a friend of mine. Shout out to Evan ERGJ so that we can get the uh, video and soundtrack going for the show. Listen, if you are new to Ready, Set, Real Estate, say hi, say hello, Welcome. My name is Lisa Gillette. I am your host. Also, I am a national public educator. I am a real estate broker and owner. I'm a professional agent trainer. I teach children real estate, and I have so much fun doing that. So most of you know me as super Agent. I am still super agent. Yes, the one, the only, and the original. More super agents to come. As I sta- start to expand my real estate company, and um, I'm really excited about about all that. But in any case, I wanted to come on and continue to kick off kick off season eight. Did you think I did you think I had disappeared? No, Lisa has been working on a lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Uh, thank you, Miss Golden, for sharing that. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Hello, Aunt Viv. She says, hi, hi, Lisa Gillette. Double T, no E. Still razor sharp without the E. Double T, no E. So um, thank you. It's good seeing you. Thank you for sharing. Listen, you know the price of admission for viewing the show. Uh, All I ask is that you press one, let me know you're here. Press two, let me know that you shared it. Sharing is caring. My husband and I went to Catalina Island this past weekend just for a weekend getaway, just some adult time. And it was funny because we were noticing the signs throughout the island said, oh, wearing is caring. And I just thought that, you know, it's a, it's a fun spin on sharing is caring. So wearing is caring. I have a series that I want to cover with you. And the reason being is because I am seeing lots of, um, I'm just seeing a lot of funky terms on these real estate deals. You got it. Thank you. That's right. G I L L E T T. You got it. Um, I'm going to also, let's see if this works. I know Facebook and uh, uh, YouTube doesn't like when you drop links in here, Um, but let's see if that works. It's uh, bit.ly.com bit.ly or it's a bit.ly link slash real estate class uh, 2021. Is it class? Vivian, I know you signed up. Is it real estate class? I don't even know the links, you know, Uh, but one of those links should work for you. Um, Actually, let me do this. Let me see. I'm going to actually share it like I did the last time. Remember when I did that the last time? Oh yeah, it is right. So real estate class 2021. So I'm going to take you to that shortly. Let me just share my screen uh, because this is my announcement. I am letting you know we are now continuing the next month. I'm doing fourth Saturdays of each month. Free real estate class. Give me a real estate game for days. Uh, This stuff is easily worth. I mean, I've been in the business for 15 years. I'm actively, um, actively writing offers, closing deals, consulting, training, and like I said, I'm seeing lots. Uh, it's working so far. Okay, cool. Thank you. So let me um let me share that. Thank you, thank you. Let's see if it'll like then I share this. Oh, well, it's good that I'm testing it because then it's asking me to do something else. All right. Well, we'll come back to that. Um, But yes, that link works. So make sure you sign up. Okay, so it's free adult. I have to say the adult real estate classes um, because I do have youth classes that I do as well. Haven't quite managed to fit that into the schedule. It's coming. But some of you know that I do collaborative work with other organizations and they have their youth. Uh, schedule and whatnot. So I suggest when I share the information and the link, sign up. Have, sign up, sign your children up. Okay. Sign your children up. So the next class is yes, you guys, the 27, t- 10 a.m. Pacific time. We're gonna start early and we're gonna be talking about i buyer and cash offers. I buyer and cash offers. The reason being is because I notice, um, you know, people always think cash is, cash is like, wow, <laughs> wow, um, but, you know, cash ain't all that good, y'all, when, when it has some really, you know, funky terms attached to it, so make sure you do sign up to that, okay, so what else do I want to, what other announcements, okay, that's about it, Um <laughs> She says so beautifully, Viv says, Vivian says, so beautifully patient Lisa. I thank you for teaching us. I appreciate you showing up. I mean consistently, you're doing a thing. I I appreciate you for showing up. Thank you for showing up. I'm and I'm here for it, you know, so um, January, I had some issues. I fixed my issues with my zoom because <laughs> that's what everybody's using now. Uh, so we talked about getting mortgage ready and credit worthy. That's on the YouTube channel and on the Facebook channel. So facebook.com, la superagent, YouTube.com slash la superagent. Okay. You can go check that out. All right. Um, and then you'll be caught up. You haven't missed a thing. You haven't missed a thing. This month we're going to talk about i buyers and cash offers. I want to debunk some things that I I see people getting caught up with all the time. Anyway, I'm not going to belabor that today. Amvib says, I'll be the 50. (laughs) I'll be the 50 year old kid in the middle. No worries. I welcome. I welcome kids of all ages. Be like, a, what? what's the saying? Mind, minds of a babe, right? Like the mind of a babe. That's what's important. Okay, so I'm going to leave this up here for those of you who are new. If you are, are new to me, welcome. Hello. We are doing, um, today I'm going to do a discussion style. I'm not going to do webinar style for the show. Um, I'm going to do discussion style. And we're just going to talk about caveat and tour caveat mtor all right i shared on some of my other platforms a lot of you were like where have you been i haven't seen you online as much listen i am taking care of my business offline i'm proud to say i'm in my first year of law school i'm really proud to, of saying that because i've always wanted to be an attorney as a child growing up in the big city and life happened, had me in a different direction, and I've been totally encouraged and motivated to pursue it. And I love it. My books are like this thick; they are no joke. The reading is no joke, um, but it's right up my alley. It's what I I have always done in my researching and my writing and my discovery, debating, negotiating. So right up my alley. And um, I think for that reason, I've been also encouraged to do this segment. So this season eight, um, I actually want to focus on a buyer beware series, especially because we are in a seller's market for some part of the country. Interest rates are relatively low and they are inching up. So interest rates have been inching up. Um, I was reading that mortgage applications have been down, I think just this week. (laughs) But overall, I mean, the uh amount of buyers in the market is pent up demand from uh covid so yes pent up demand from covid is kind of still trying to catch up with us in this first quarter and there's just not enough housing units pretty much so the reason why i say that to say i want to put it in context um because with that being said is the sellers are creating very um tough terms for the buyers to agree to and you know i i think it's really challenging to be a buyer and kudos to my buyer clients that know to say no no to walk no when to walk away and really on my advice as well, um, I I'm, I also will encourage and say, yeah, we're just not going to go in on these terms. We're just not going to go in on these deals. So yeah. Yes. Anvis uh, says, well, at least an attorney. Yes. Coming soon. She says, incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely coming soon. It's coming soon. So I'm having fun with that. And you know it's always learning. It's always learning. Um, Viv says, "What type of lawyer, Lisa? Wow! You want to take a guess? <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you guess? What type would you think I would become? What shoes would I fill in?" I am watching the clock too. I'm not going to do a long segment today because I do have a consultation um, with a a new buyer client. So I want to be mindful of my time so I can prepare for that meeting. In the meantime, um, let's talk about caveat emptor. Uh, This term is a Latin phrase that refers or translates to let the buyer beware let the buyer beware. let the buyer beware. drop that in the comments below for me type that in buyer beware all right buyer beware because this is not you know and this is kind of the fun thing about being in law school right it's because I was sharing with my husband and you know some other people that I talked with even my mother and I was just mind blown I was like gosh this is scary of how many things we do on a day-to-day when we negotiate, do contracts, we buy and sell goods all day long. Um, you were sending Zelle and Cash App and PayPal and Bitcoin and trading, and there's offers and considerations and there's terms and there's this and that. I said, gosh, this is kind of scary that we engage in these practices on a daily when you should really have legal advice on a lot of these things that you know we're engaging in. So kudos to those who do have um, a legal team that you confide in and that you refer back to, because, you know, as I delve really into um, the practices, the legal practices and the business of law, it is really interesting um, and encouraging because I know how I can uh, serve more clients and serve more, you know, more of my community. So I'm really excited about that. Um so, yes, this term right here, caveat emptor, refers to buyer beware. So let's talk about that. One of the first buyer bewares I want to talk about is this thing called the deposit. <laughs> yeah. Bong, 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 bong. You got it. Absolutely. Yep. That is a very accurate guess. Yep. I am not straying away from the home court, Vivian. I've got quite an advantage," says my other attorney friends. Um, last year, I've been in you know d- different negotiations and different mediations and uh, civil civil suits and different. I mean, just, I, I mean, 2020 was off the change and t- chain in terms of my experience and things that happened, including you know getting married and all that wonderful stuff. Um, it has been really. A just incredible experience so yeah <laughs> she says I can barely keep up with passwords exactly yeah so let's talk about this the first one is I want to talk about deposits okay um, when you're purchasing so this focus today um, and it's good to know if you are a seller or property owner that one day you are going to consider putting your property on the market um, you know, there are some things to consider, you know, as your agent, and this is, this is really, i want to have this discussion because most oftentimes, you know, the agents are drafting these terms. They're giving it to their client and says, sign this, and we're going to send it to the buyer and the buyer's agent, and they're going to agree to this. We've got them here. We've, we've got them now. Right. And I don't, I don't like negotiating like that. Um, I don't like when somebody thinks they've got me here. <laughs> Do you? Do you like that? I, I don't. I don't like that. I don't. Uh, that's not agreeable for me. So deposits, also known as the EMD. So our first buyer beware that we're going to talk about uh, today and next week. We're going to continue to cover um, because each aspect of this is part of the negotiation and part of the deal that can land you in some hot hot water hot hot water okay so our first buyer beware has to deal with the emd uh on the purchase if i can type today that would be great so on the emd of the purchase is what it would be EMD. What's EMD? You know, I love acronyms. I mean, this this business is full of acronyms. If you've taken any of my classes, you should know what EMD is. If you've ever been my client, you should know what EMD is. Um, and for those of you who are new to me, EMD refers to the earnest money deposit. Okay, so we're going to begin there with our buyer beware conversation of the seat of this series. Um, as we kick off season eight, I think I have um, close to about 150 some episodes, a total of over 500 videos on my YouTube channel, from personal development to real estate content, uh, and just enjoy. And I've been covered uh, during COVID or during the pandemic. I knocked out about 16 uh, classes or you know quick uh, workshops on uh, personal development and marketing strategies and systems for the entrepreneur. So I really love that. That was so much fun. And that was my way to give back and encourage during the time that was a very unknown period for a lot of us, okay? So in any case, EMD stands for earnest, 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 <laughs> money deposit, your earnest money deposit. So drop that in the comments below, your EMD. As we talk about buyer beware, why am I bringing this up? Hmm? Why would I say buyer beware when it comes to your deposit? Hmm? Hmm? I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know now. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know now. Vinny says, we don't read and then try, they try to tell you what the agreement says so that you don't read it sometimes. That is true. Sometimes I actually have clients that tell me straight up, Lisa, you know, I'm not going to read that. Do I? (gasps) Oh, you're not. (laughs) Um, Whether you choose to read the contracts or not, guess what? I was reading this in one of my case laws and you know it's so funny because now because I'm in law school a lot of my real estate discussions are now going to be intertwined with case law you the know, case you know a lot of these <laughs> cases that I'm reading and and it's so much fun it's wonderful i think it's i feel encouraged cuz that's a great attitude to have um <laughs> especially with all this reading that i have to do um so one of the things that i was reading which was interesting is um, the defendant lost their suit. They were being sued by the plaintiff over a contract that was modified and signed, and the contractor. So the homeowner was requesting. Okay, so hold on, people. Timeout. Timeout. I'm gonna sidebar real quick because of this comment that Vivian. I'm gonna hold this comment up right here. I'm sidebar real quick because of this comment Vivian shared about not reading. Because I want to show you how this plays out legally. Okay, you always hear ignorance of the law is, does not, uh, you know, it is not an excuse. Ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Well, in one of the cases that I was reading, same goes for not reading. You do not get to be excused of performing on the contract that you signed because you did not read it. That's it that's it. (laughs) She says, I don't want to read it. I want to pay someone to read it. Is that why you're hiring real estate brokers and agents and professionals is so that they can read it for you and then translate to you. But then something may get lost in translation. Right. So what I always disclaim with my clients um, in that scenario, and then we're going to jump back onto the EMD. Is I always say, you know, it is part of your due diligence to read. If you would like some late night reading, something to read while you're in bed, I suggest you read a copy of the contract that you signed. What I do is I go over the contingency sections, I go over price and terms and any additional questions. And then um, our real estate contracts have clauses as it relates to mediation and arbitration. Meaning in the event that buyer and seller agree to disagree, what do we do now? What are our rights? How do we move forward? How do we resolve our dispute? So those are the parts that I look into. And I suggest to my client, you know, I always disclaim: while I am not an attorney or a tax advisor, please seek those professionals to give you advice on how to take title, vesting, insurance, um, any of those clauses, etc. So yeah, <laughs> you're cracking up, right? <laughs> so let's get back to the EMD. So the EMD on the purchase is where we are going to start off on the buyer beware. So earnest money deposit, when you're negotiating, so submit an offer, You write how much you are going to um, submit as a consideration to be attached to your offer. That consideration can be anywhere, depending where you are in the states or in the country, anywhere from $100 to $600,000. I wrote an offer where the deposit was $610,000. That was the deposit. It was also the purchase price. I also did that too with another uh, offer on a land deal that my client um, purchased. So again, your deposit can vary, but here's the buyer beware. The reason why it's a buyer beware is because this, in the event that things go sour, In the event that things go sour, you have your money tied up in escrow. Ooh, now I have to talk about it in two different ways. You have it tied up in escrow or also known as settlements. Some places in the country use title attorneys, right? So you are going to, no, Vivian, it's not the down payment. Uh, Your deposit could be part of your down payment if you are financing a purchase. If it's a cash purchase, it's just part of the rest of, part of the money, right? So your down payment, your deposit is part of a down payment if you're financing. So for example purposes, um, you can put $1,000 into uh, escrow or settlements. And... One of the things I want to say is buyer beware is be mindful. Please pay attention to whom you are writing the check to or wiring your deposit to. Are you wiring the money to escrow? Is it an escrow company? And escrow companies come in two forms. They come in an independent corporation that is managed by the Department of Corporations, or they come in the form as a broker-operated escrow company that is an affiliate or a subsidiary of the brokerage company, and is managed by the Department of Business Oversight and regulated as well by the Department of Real Estate. So do two different. Two different, okay? I talk about this in my book called Just Fell Out of Escrow, Top Five Reasons a Property Does Not Sell. Um, I talk about what escrow is, you know, also what it's referred to, settlement. Some escrow companies are, you know, if it's an independent corporation, I prefer one that's familiar. Um, I also... I also prefer working with a title company as well uh, as an escrow holder. That's always great. Um, did a couple of transactions with a title company where they operated as the escrow holder. Uh, that happened, I saw that happen more during uh, COVID and the pandemic with things falling out of escrow, canceling, and falling out. And I think the high risk or the volatility of the market right at that time encourage more agents to use title companies um, just to have that money secure, especially even as brokers and as agents because our money, i.e. our commission is tied up in the transaction as well. And so I'm saying buyer beware when you're writing your offers and you get an offer accepted and then you are being instructed to submit your money to whomever, right? I talked about this um, when we were learning about wiring money and how rampant wire fraud is. In our contracts in California, I don't know about other states, we do have a wire fraud advisory, meaning heads up, (laughs) heads up. Please confirm the routing and account numbers with the recipient of the money to make sure you are sending the money to the right people, person, entity, company, okay? Because in the event that that money is intercepted and then you have fraud, uh, that money will be gone. That money will be gone, so that is one of the one, the first part of buyer beware I want to talk about um, with these EMDs. The second aspect of the EMD, we're talking about earnest money deposit, that you should be aware of is when the seller is asking for such a high deposit. Because once again in California, well, you know what? this just changed. And this just changed because, so what did just cham in my head? (laughs) So prior to COVID and prior to the moratorium, there was a a cap on, you know, the civil suits, like small claims, right? Small claims is 10,000, no more than $10,000. And so I recall writing my contracts and deposits so they didn't exceed a certain amount in the event the buyer and the seller would have to end up in court and it just became a mess, right? You want to be able to file a suit and be able to recover your money, but small claims will only cover 10,000. But guess what? I don't know about any other states, but in California, that cap has been removed. So small claims is no longer capped at $10,000, meaning that you can sue somebody if they owe you more than $10,000. Here's why recently that cap has been removed is because easily on average, where I have rents at about $2,200 to $2,500 per month. um, Let's do the math on that. COVID hit March, February, March, so let's say people have not been paying rent for the last eight months. The last eight months, they haven't been paying rent. Their rent is $2,000. What is that, people? That's $16,000. So once this moratorium is up is lifted, that means the landlord can sue you now small claims for the $16,000 you owe them. So while they also extended the moratorium and extended protections, they also remove the cap in small claims court so that the landlord can sue you as a tenant who's not paying if you don't follow suit through what the new law states and compliance of paying 25% of the rent that you owe, making a payment arrangement. It's not free for all. This moratorium is not that. It's just giving you time. I see there's some tenant organizations that are advocating for just wiping out the rents. Let's just wipe out the rent. If we wipe out the rents, then also we need to wipe out the mortgages that the owners also pay as well. I just don't see that happening because uh, investors and shareholders want their money off of those notes that they own and that they are trading on Wall Street or on the secondary market. Okay. I just don't see that. So um, yes, let let me get caught up here with Vivian. Okay. Uh, um, so pay attention to who you're wanting your money to. Yes. She says, I would truly have no idea. So you want to make sure you verifying account numbers and company. I always ask my clients to call directly so you can familiarize yourself with the people on the phone in the case it's intercepted, or you get an email, you can call the number again and say, I spoke to this person that way you're not feeling turned around and you're like, Oh, well that was a different person. You will have a dedicated uh, representative, title officer, escrow officer for your transaction. You should introduce yourself. I do, and I I encourage my clients to introduce themselves to those people. The reason being is because whether you're a buyer or a seller, your money is still involved in this transaction, and you should know who are the people that are managing your money during this transaction. That's just me. I don't know what other people are doing. Okay. Um, You also add, so who else would it be if it's not the escrow title company? Guess what? That's a great question. Who else would you be wiring the money to? Guess what? If you're purchasing a probate property, you would be wiring it. And I know this because my um, uh, previous broker and I learned tons of knowledge from him. And he pointed this out to me that the way he writes his terms is that the buyer would wire the deposit and it's non-refundable. Oh, buyer beware. We're going to come back to that. See, you see why this becomes buyer beware (laughs) because now I just added non-refundable deposit, which I just did on one of my transactions, which is why I'm sharing the game with you. Cause this is the stuff that I do. Um, and I don't want you to get caught up depending on what side of the deal you are. Are you an experienced investor? Are you a first-time buyer? You know, th- <laughs> you know, this real estate is not something you should, you know, handle lightly when you jump into it, okay? Um so who else would be the estate? You would send the money directly to the estate of that person, of the deceased person, or directly to a trust account. Or guess what? directly to the seller. I'll give you an example. Uh, We closed this transaction. The seller received 24,000 out of $25,000 of the deposit immediately. It was an immediate release directly to the seller, non-refundable, meaning if the buyer canceled, that money is what people? what 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 happened to the money? I said it's non-refundable. If the buyer cancels, what happened to the money? That was immediately released to the seller. It's gone <laughs> It's gone. Non-refundable. Say, buy, buy deposits, buy, buy deposit. Um, I was representing the seller. Yes, I was the one that was responsible for writing those terms. And the buyer was an experienced investor. And so they were willing to do it because it was understood, even though it's no one's business what the seller is going to do with his money, because it's the seller's money now, it was understood that the seller would get a jump start on moving, right? Being able to uh, put a deposit on storage and a new place to live, know to jump that jump start that process but that's none of anyone's business whether he does it with does it or not what is stipulated is that the money is released to him immediately and i've seen transactions done that way where the, the deposit is paid directly to the seller so buyer beware again right we are welcome welcome say hello and make sure, press one lets me know you're here. Press two lets me know you shared it. That is the price of admission. We've got nine more minutes and we're going to wrap this up. So, deposits. EMD is a buyer beware. Caveat MTOR. Because uh, where is that money going? Wire fraud is rampant. And there's this thing in terms of having that money tied up, meaning if you breach your contract buyer, I'm going to say this again, we're talking about buyers. In the event that you breach your contract, breach your purchase agreement, let me say it another way. You do not do what you said you would do according to your contract terms. the seller can keep 3% up to 3% of the purchase price, which is the equivalent to your deposit. The seller can keep that for damages. It's called liquidated damages. Meaning you made me take my property off the market I've lost a window of opportunity to market and sell and promote my property to prospective buyers. Meanwhile, you had me tied up in escrow. You didn't do what you said you would do or you couldn't perform on the terms that you agreed to. And then you want to cancel, but yes, you can cancel. I will let you out of this agreement, but I'm going to keep your deposit. What happens to the deposit people? Let's say it again. Bye-bye deposit. Gone again. Gone again. I'm just not in the business of losing money, which is why I'm having this discussion with you. Because I'm looking at in this hot seller's market, there's some really aggressive terms. I've written them myself when I represent clients. And I've also countered. When I represent buyers, no, I'm not going to agree to giving you a $10,000 deposit. I'll give you $5,000 in escrow, right? And it's not me per se. It's the negotiation between buyer and seller, right? Um, Yes, you have agents involved and they're writing all these aggressive terms, but it's ultimately the buyer and seller. You guys need to read. You guys and gals need to read the contract and decide if you are okay with that. Because I am noticing there is an increase on the deposit right now. Why would someone do that? To make the offer look attractive. To make your offer look strong. To say, you know what? I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm really serious. I want to go in. I'm going in. So that's why. That's why I'm, I'm seeing this. Okay. So what are we talking about, people? We've got five more minutes. Um, we're here talking about Buyer Beware Season 8 on Ready Set Real Estate. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Before I forget, make sure you are registered for our calendar of real estate classes every month. Got a cool calendar um, happening um, that I'm just so excited about. I really am. I really am excited about that. So let's uh, finish up. Okay, so thank you, Vivian. She's like, I'm here. Yes, you are, dear. Bye-bye deposit. And no one wants to give money back, right? Um, Not when you mess up, you know. I definitely know how to protect your money in a contract. That's what contingencies are for. But sometimes... Right now, the way I see it, um, sellers and seller's agents are requiring the buyers to remove their contingencies. And they're asking them to do this as an automatic. See, back in the day, it was that way, this passive removal of contingency. That's not it works anymore. You have to physically write, check the box, I'm removing this contingency and I'm moving forward. And it has a big, in bold, it says buyers should be advised that when you do this, you are not, you are removing a added layer of protection. You're removing an added layer of protection. So caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. All right. So that's good. I'm feeling good today about that one. Um. If there is anything that you want to discuss, let me know. Send me an email. I welcome show topics. Okay. Just let me know. Um, Topic suggestions, new guests, tag and share. I appreciate it. Let me know. I'm going to remind you right now through April, annualcreditreport.com. They are allowing you to receive a free copy of your credit report every week. I think until april 22nd so if you haven't accessed your credit report i would do that i have been recently subjected to fraud um um identity theft somebody was using or compromised my social so um it was it's really good to to have that and be able to look at your report so you can challenge your dispute and you know clean that up all right so protect your uh credit report during this time as there's a lot of moving parts happening okay um, also, if you want a copy of the CFPB Homeowner's Guide to Success, um, it has a budget sheet. It has some just great information that we covered on the last series that I did um, on the property retention series. I did talk about ways for you to keep your property in the event of you facing a hardship. And hardships come in the form of job loss, death, divorce, new baby, job relocation, uh, COVID, COVID. Um, it's important to to know what options are available for you to keep the roof over your head. And of course, um, as a professional, I consult with clients and as a last resort of going through those steps, if we don't see an option to keep it then how do we maximize the equity in the property to either downsize or do something else so that you still have a nest egg and you can keep the equity, especially in a market such as this right now? Uh, I don't anticipate in the, the percentage of people who are losing property, I don't anticipate that there's going to be a large demographic of short sales. That means where they owe more than the house is worth because the market is high. But we will see a percentage of people that will face foreclosure because we are kicking the can down the road. Yes, we are. The moratorium was extended again from January to March to now June. And it's going to be extended again until you have uh, some investors and shareholders that um, get a little aggy and get a little irritated over the fact of what happens to them and their money. Um, Unless we're all starting over on a blank slate and wiping out the debt which I don't see it happen because at the rate of the way the United States is printing money. um, I just don't see that happening, people. No, I don't see that happening. So uh, that's it. That's it for today. So Um, (laughs) annualcreditreport.com. Vivian says, I see it, Lisa, just your word is no good. And yeah, it's happening all over again. Yes. We will, we will be experiencing. Uh, to what extent? I don't know. You know, of what we went through the last financial housing crisis. To what extent? I don't know. But um, it's one thing that I always remind my myself, my colleagues, and the general population. Real estate is cyclical. What does that mean? It goes through boom and it goes through bust. It's one of the things that I teach to children. It goes through its highs and lows, peaks. We're in a high We're going to go through a low when when COVID happened, it went, you know, came down a little, a lot of my clients were able to maximize and pick up properties at a great price. And right now in such a short period, we've seen double digits, um, appreciation in a very short period. So that that's incredible. And yes, identity theft is a horrible thing. It's no fun, but I, you know, those things don't threaten me. It's an, it's an inconvenience and, you know, just protect your information. That's all. Okay. With that, I say thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me again. Um, Always appreciate you. Um, Make sure you join next week. I'm going to be back on our regular schedule. I'm really excited uh, because I'm back. And uh, have a powerful and productive week. Please make sure you sign up for class. I'll see you Saturday, 10 a.m. sharp. All right. Take care. Bye.